The footy yarn is proud to be teaming up with TabTouch for season 2021. TabTouch is WA's betting provider, with all funds going back to fund the WA racing and sports industries. Visit tabtouch.com.au for all your betting needs this season. And if you're having a bet, please do so responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. I should probably turn that down a little bit more. What a week. Hello. I can't hear myself. Can't you? Yeah. Well, that's that's strange. As long as you can hear me, I'll trust you. I, I can hear you perfectly fine. Okay. Quite interesting that you can't hear yourself. But, geez, what a week it's been. There was a Brownlow or something like that. There was a Brownlow. Um, there's a grand final coming up. Um, there, there's so much more to talk about. The trade the trade period's going on. Yes. And it's going bonkers. Um, so, so a, a lot to a lot to be interested in, Matthew. How are you? I am extremely well. Uh, very excited for a huge grand final on Saturday. Uh, yeah. Now we'll get into our sort of thoughts on the grand final ahead of that. Um, but firstly, we'll, we'll look at the Brownlow. Now, Ollie Wines won. Yes. Uh, equal record, thirty six votes. There were three other players with thirty plus votes, which is the first time in history that's ever happened. Yeah. Why is that happening? It's disgusting. Um, look, credit all he wants, well-deserved, deserved yeah. the medal, well done. I just hate, I hate it because, like, Jared Lyons was the most of Brisbane. His amount of votes was more than Michael Voss got when he won the Brownlow medal. It's, like, it's how? It's so weird. Yeah, what's happening is there's just such a such a high difference between the top-end talent and, you know, the rest of the, oh, the rest just, of the players. I just also, obviously we know it's a midfielder's medal, but, like, if Sam Taylor plays and Torkins doesn't get a touch and Taylor gets six touches, well, guess what? Yeah. He should get, a, excuse me, a vote. Yeah, the, the umpiring was, well, not the umpiring, but the, the fact that it's an umpire's call, it makes it almost, you know, like you, you look at the players' award, you look at the coaches' award, uh, there's all those other awards they've got going on. It's like the, the umpires, really, they'd sort of had the least amount of knowledge on it. Do you think it should go away from the umpires personally or not? Oh, I don't know who else you'd give it to. Mm. Um, but and you'd always, I feel like you'd always have the same dilemma. Yeah, but they'd have the least bias. But at the same time, it's like it's only regarded because of the name. It's the Brownlow. Yeah. I don't think Ollie Wines has been the best player this year. No, I don't think so either. I think it's probably been the Bond or Clary. I, like, I think they both won. One of them won coaches, one yeah. of them won players award. Yeah, and I saw like, Harry McCall won the Coleman. I think he got five or six votes. Yeah. Like, Come on. It, it's it's a very interesting award. And the night itself is just so... It, got, it was good and then it just went on way too I long. Like, I enjoyed view. It's good. Like I viewed it by myself. If you're with a bunch of mates, it's good because you can get around it a bit more. Not really. Yeah. I was with mates and I was just bored. Yeah. We just sort of... There was times where it was like, you know, good and then times where it just sort of dragged out a bit. Like things I just do not care about are on there and it's like, this is going on for a while, like... This has been a few hours. I'm bored of this. Thoughts on Sarong goal of the year? Um, yeah, you know it was all right. It was, I like it, it just because West Coast fans are like, oh, he was out of bounds. It yeah. shouldn't have counted. Well, I'm I don't think Shea Bolton should have got mark of the year. Yeah, I thought Revolt or O'Brien's would probably. I thought Revolt. Good shout for Revolt. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, interesting. I thought uh, Bolton had the third best mark there. And geez, Benny Cousins was there and didn't the media love it? Yeah, they're really getting around him. Um, did I don't know if you saw this. Did you see him do uh, the bar one shout out? I did. So I assume we're going there for grand final uh, no, afters. I actually am super busy, mate, like doing literally anything other than going to bar one. Yeah, me too. I can't imagine he will be he there. He won't either. be there. No. <laughs> Come on. Um, but yeah, very, very interesting Brownlow. Was there anyone who's... No no one really goes, you know, high, high and heavy with the suits here. I, w- I want to come next year and it's like a Met Gala. Yeah. Uh, I want to see everyone pulling up real fancy. I want to see Max Gorn with a top hat and a monocle. <laughs> I, um, because obviously I, I was putting on a few bets throughout the night. Yeah. Gamble responsibly. Responsibly. Um, I'm sure you may have been doing the same. Yep. Um, one, because I did like best votes for each team. I'm sure you would have seen the Bulldogs. I went Liver. With that, because Bont wasn't included. I think yep. Liver did, got no votes. I was like, yeah. what is I, this? I was just about to bring that up. Liver's been one of their best and most important oh, players. Mate. And it's like, oh, nah. nah. And then two games, McRae got 38 touches and 40 and they're like, you're not getting a vote. Yeah, it, it's very interesting how it all works. Um, and, and it really does make you wonder. In terms of um, Collingwood as well, I saw, I think Degoe was the favourite for our top vote, then Adams. Yeah. Chris was going at $8. He got our most. I knew Chris would get the. I put it straight on money on Chris. Yeah. Because I'm like, he plays every game. Pretty solid player. You just back him in to get enough votes. You do. Um, anything else you want to bring up on the Brownlow? Um, not on my head. Just, just annoys me. It just it annoys me how it's such a midfielder's award. Yeah. Like even Matt Scorn got seventeen votes, and like that's nearly a winning winning tally back in the day. Yeah. It, I I just don't know why it has you know gone so crazy in terms of yeah. specific players getting so many votes. Um, but yeah, I think it was a bit boring personally, a bit bored, uh, very early into the night. Um, nothing against Dolly Wines, but I probably would have been more excited by any of the next three winning it or even the, even the next five Bont, yeah. Clary, Wines, Walsh, Steele, uh, not Wines, Parrish would have been quite exciting to see, but Wines, congratulations. Oh, for sure. All the best to him. I'm sure. Jack Steele probably didn't get as many with 26 votes. Do you end yeah. Up on? I'm sure he's listening. Um, uh, bit of draft talk. Yeah, because I know how much you love the draft. I love the draft. Um, baby. Put the phone down real quick and just tell me: Are there any players that that you know names you're reading that are really exciting you lately? Um, the Horn Boy, I like him. Horn Dog, Jason yeah, Horn. Horn yep. Dog. Um, there was one we were talking about last week. Is it Matty Thomas? Matt Johnson. Matt Johnson. Yeah, sorry, I was just mixing up my names, but I I do like I re- I, there's something about Matt Johnson. I'm really I've liked what I've read about him. I like what I've seen. I think he could be exciting. All right. Well, I do have something on him, but uh, looking at South Australia, there's a key defender, Leek Aaliyah. Who's, Leek uh, Aaliyah? Leek, Is it relation? No relation. Spelt differently. Uh, uh, could be pronounced differently. Leek Aaliyah. Uh, he's gaining a lot of interest from clubs. I believe he did get uh, the first round of invites to the combine. He's 20 years old. Um, he's an athletic key defender, is um, what I'm reading. So Aaliyah Aaliyah-like. Um, yes, um, so that'll be an exciting one to see. Jesse Motlop is one a lot of people have eyes on. One goal in his league semi-final for South Freo against yep. Subi. Matt Johnson, 27 touches and two behinds in the reserves final for yep. Subi. And uh, Gus Sheldrick, 18 touches, three goals, which is just phenomenal as a midfielder. And Jacob Van Ruin kicking four goals in Claremont's big win over Swans in the Colts. Uh, Woodville got up. Claremont in the s- knocked over Swans in the Colts. Yep. I, I didn't check the results. That's a uh, that's a huge result. Fake fan. 
Um, Woodville got up in the Colts grand final. Count the Woods. Their third and fourth years at under 18s. Wow, that's yeah. huge. So um, they've had some huge talents there lately. Can you name any Woodville graduates for uh, me from the last like three years? Like ones that are in the AFL? Yep. Uh, look, there's been so many, yep. so many that I could list off. There was a pretty um, big one last year. Yeah, there was. A couple, um, couple big ones last year. Two went to Port. Yeah, there were the two that went to uh, the Port Bella. Yep. Uh, obviously, you know, being in that area, there are some. You it's know, a bit, it's a bit weird that you're on your phone while you're talking to me. It's, uh, a bit disrespect- it's, it's quite disrespectful. Uh, one I do remember who never came on was a high draft pick, played at Melbourne, played at Portman. I like his name, Jimmy Tumpus. Yep. He was a Wood, Woodville boy. Yeah. Uh, the Tump. Any, like any recent ones? Uh, a few recent sort of? ones. Uh, Again, you're looking at your phone. It's quite disrespectful to do while we're recording. I didn't mind Jesse Lonigan. Yeah, yeah, big big J Lo fan. Yeah, he was. He worked hard. Um, any of the any of the ones that have been in those Woodville flags? Oh, not off the top of my head. Not, uh, no, Lockie Jones or, or Taj Schofield for you. I do like Taj. Yeah, Taj Schofield, you're a big Taj hard man. work, hard worker. You love throwing me under the bus, don't you? Yeah, mate, that's on you. You know, you need to you need to get learnt up in your draft. I'll, I'll have to work on it. We'll have to watch the draft together this year. We will. Um, I don't want to go with your service level knowledge, mate. I'll be having, it'll be like it'll be like watching a movie with a child. I'll just keep asking questions. Who's that? Well, what about maybe it can be my test? I'll do some research then, and you we can get there, and you can yep. ask me. Yeah, I got to You got to give me your sixty-five people who are getting drafted. Okay, and if you get less than thirty, you're fired. Okay, deal. All right, lock it in. Looking forward to it. Uh, a bit of trade talk now. Quentin Narkel has re-signed after that all the rumours. It was a shock. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. Just the one year, so there's, there's still opportunities for him to leave. Charlie Constable. Still up in the air, so I'd absolutely take him in a heartbeat at yeah. Hawthorne. Jordan Clark also spoken to the Dockers. I'm getting there, mate. There's, there's, a little, there's a little run sheet, mate. You oh, can, you can look chuck at, it in. You can look at the run sheet, and then you can. I send you I, the run I sheet. Have, I have had a read of it today, oh, but right. then I'd like to get in here and just really feel the moment. Okay. Um, well, Nathan Kruger yeah. is uh, apparently linked to Collingwood. Allegedly. Uh, played those two games to John as a defender. We see him as a forward. Yep. Thoughts? Uh, I mean, look. At least we're looking for a tall 40, 197 centimetres. So I'm like, someone with some height. It's something. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jordan Clark, as you said, um, he, he's not committed to re-signing for Geelong, but he will either re-sign to them or move to Fremantle, um, which is the go. Uh, the entire Carlton coaching panel has now left. <laughs> it's been a complete change, and they still haven't hired a coach. Yeah, it's allegedly Michael Voss, the front runner now, after yep. Clarkson declined it for a second time. Yeah. The word Clarkson was like, yeah, I'll probably coach next year, though. So, like, so everyone with a one-year deal, and all I can see in my head is Stuart Jew. Yep. If Gold Coast starting their one and three, he's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, Catch you, bud. We're getting our, uh, we're getting our interim manager in, our yeah. caretaker manager, and uh, we're signing Clarko to an eight-year, $500 million deal. Here's a question. So, obviously... You never see them sign a coach mid-year. They give the caretaker, yeah. new coach comes in. Can they actually sign a coach mid-year, like, if they wanted to? I'm sure they... they could, but they just don't want to commit to it so early into, mm-hmm. you know, you getting know, rid of a coach. You know, well, I've seen a lot of clubs do it nine, ten games in. Yeah. Get Clarks in for the second half of the year, go on a nine-game run, make the finals, would be worth it. Would be. But I think it's a matter of getting a new coach in, you sort of want them to... You know, get that time with the boys, the full preseason. That is under true. The belt. Although Carlton didn't care with Teague, 
They did not care. Um, you know, they just threw him under the bus and he's gone to Richmond now as yeah. their assistant coach, Good which, on him. which I like a lot. Robbie Tarrant also heading to Richmond as an unrestricted free agent. I like that. Now, what does this mean for Daniel Talia? We'll come to it later. But yeah. um, Robbie Tarrant, so he'll be that, um, oh my God, I've already forgotten his name. Dylan Grimes? No, not Dylan Grimes. Um, I know who you're talking about. Oh my God. Wow. You're retired <laughs> for a month and everyone forgets who you are. Oh my. Oh, David Asprey. Yes. Yep. I knew it was D. Yep. I didn't. I was thinking Liam in my head. Mm. Uh, Robbie Tarrant, that's a good pickup for Richmond. I like it. Um, so, Bolter, him, Grimes is that sort of trio of primary key defenders. Two-year deal. He's 32 years old. Robbie I guess Tarrant. if you want another tilt at the flag. I don't mind it because yeah. Robbie has had a few injuries. Well, so I think he's a lot fresher than a 32. Yep. And I just I think he'll be a good pickup, and I think it's a good move for Robbie as well. Yep. Now, one that uh, you won't be happy with, Dylan Stevens has re-signed I with Sydney. As is Hayden McLean, who yep. had a hot end or a hot season as a whole. Um, Dylan Stevens is a huge one, though. George Hewitt is still likely to join Carlton as a restricted yep. free agent, which will be huge for them if they can get Hewitt and Chera in. Which uh, we'll talk about Chera shortly, but that's got to be the only upside for Carlton. Whoever takes it over, they've actually got a decent list. Yeah, that'll really help their midfield. You'd imagine Cripps will be back to his best next year, and Walshie so. will be right in the thick of it. Charlie Kerno gets a full preseason. Yeah, Mitch McGovern as well. Oh baby, there's a lot to like there. Um, yeah, Jake Kelly has gone to Essendon as an unrestricted free agent. That's a bit of old news. Yeah, um, Jordan Dawson, he's looking set to go to the Crom now. Yeah, I is it Crom? Yeah, he's nominated now. the Crom. Okay, I, I just heard Adelaide as a general rule and he didn't care where, but no, I, I, I would like to see him go to the Crom. Yeah, I, go Crom first and foremost. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think he'll fit in well there. Um, and it would be a great move for them if they can get him, depending on what they get him for. Uh, Pete Laddams is up for grabs. Really? Yeah, apparently Port have put him up for grabs. Don't mind Port, big Laddams. Yeah, big Petey Laddams. Sydney retained last year, but they got Tom Hickey. Mm. So you wonder... GWS maybe is a bit of help. Gold Coast. Does GWS need them? They have so Mm. many ruckmen. Gold Coast could fit, but they just got Marby Chol in. Geelong. Uh, You you know, Geelong could do with them. Because they're always never short. It's always Reece Stanley. Then they try Blixars. Then they try Radicalier. Yeah, West Coast maybe could. Brisbane maybe could. Potentially. Archie Smith has ended up retiring. That was so strange. So you'd assume no club has offered him a contract. And he's said, before you delist me, let me retire. But it sort of seemed like you wouldn't have said what you said unless you had heard from other clubs that were interested, you would think, unless yeah. he's a bit silly. Yeah, I, I think he's probably just a bit silly. <laughs> um, Sam Petrovsky-Seaton has uh, tra- requested a trade to West Coast. Strange. I thought he would have gone to the Dockers. I Look, I think the Dock not so much dodged a bullet here, but I don't think he would have fit. Obviously, yeah. they need wingers. Yeah, but does, is he really the best option? Do you think on the we'll wing? get to see the best of Petrescu Seaton? Well, that's the thing. It's like, what do West Coast trade him for? Yeah, because you know he's got upside. You know he could be a very, very talented player. See you, darling. Catch you, bud. Well played. Yeah, man. Have fun, Jack. Darling's done. Josh Kennedy finished where you started. Yep. Full circle. <laughs> and we'll get Petrescu Seaton and win another trade. Where <laughs> Petrescu Seaton wins three Brownlows and two Coleman's. <laughs> From the back line, <laughs> half back flank. What do you what do you think he's worth at this stage? Not much. Yeah, <laughs> like like he wouldn't trade a player you could for nearly, him. You could nearly let him go to the draft. Yeah, I don't know if he if he is out of contract. Yeah, or if I don't he's, know. But 
Jeez, yeah, you could you could probably try and get him for maybe a um oh what's his name Jared Cameron. I can't imagine Carlton would want yeah. anyone from West Coast that isn't a big fish player. Um, so yeah, what does that mean for the Chera deal as well? Uh, there's a, there's a lot going on there now. As far as the Adam Chera deal goes, it's now down to two clubs: Melbourne or Carlton. Yeah, Melbourne don't have the facilities. For the trade as it stands. Trent Rivers back to Fremantle. But you just don't think they'd need a player like him. It's like, you know, they, they wouldn't really trade anyone up for it. I only want Luke Jackson, it seems. Melbourne don't have the picks. Do they do something with future picks? If they do, you'd imagine it would have to be this year's first rounder and next year's first rounder. Future picks, from my experience looking at them, are just flirting with danger. Yeah. Because you just don't know. You can think, oh, we'll be right for the next two years. You just bottom out all of a sudden and you've... You fuck because yeah. who was I think it was a couple of years ago. St Kilda did it and stuffed themselves, and then Collingwood have done it this year. Finished sixteenth or wherever we yeah. finished, and, and yeah, you, to yeah, GWS. it's like you don't think about it at the time, but three years down the track, it looks pretty stupid. Yeah, well, I think Collingwood knew this year that they were going to get Dacos. And they didn't plan on finishing bottom, so they knew it mm. would have cost them their top pick anyway. It'll lose them some points. In the draft, that whole point system within the draft is so confusing. Oh. I don't think any like normal fan will huh. actually understand what's going on there. But yeah, Chair is set to nominate Carlson or Melbourne, yeah. so I expect we'll see that soon. Um, yeah, it would be huge for either club if they could get him. Yeah, Maybe yeah. Angus Brayshaw goes the other way. There has been rumours about that again, which there's been rumours about Angus coming to the Dockers for like three years, to be, to be fair. Yeah, but whether or not it actually happens, whether there's any rumours or comes trade time and people like Angus Brayshaw, Andy Brayshaw. I think Angus would be a decent fit. Yeah, he used to. He used to be very strong and then sort of died off and then came back and died off. And yeah, but I don't know if he'd want to take that risk. Maybe if you got a first rounder as well as Angus Brayshaw. But yeah, you'd, you'd feel it'd be somewhat of a risk in a sense. Uh, Luke Dunstan. Jeez, he's yeah. made the Saints look silly. He got 12, 13 Brownlow votes. Uh, it looks like the Bombers want him but aren't sure. Did you hear and what Gold he said Coast in the media? So flirting with it. Yeah, he was basically like, coach didn't like me, can't change his mind. Yeah. It's like, oh, they don't like me very much. Like, oh. yeah, they just don't rate me. <laughs> well, obviously, they've delisted you. Yeah. They, Look, they just don't rate me. Oh no, they delist you because they really rate you, but they just thought you were better off. This thing about Luke this. Dunstan, did he deserve to get a contract? Yes, in yep. my opinion. Is he a superstar? God no, no. He's a guy who's going to get twenty five touches and play a role. Yeah, like it's like yeah, you'll get another gig. Will you turn into a Brownlow medalist? No. no. If you do, well, gee, you proved us wrong. That'll be exciting. Uh, Callum Coleman Jones looks likely to go to North. I like that. But Richmond, you know, they're, they're naturally very hesitant on the yeah. deal. Um, they Especially p- since they lost Marbs as well. Yes, and Coleman Jones would be someone they'd really want uh, to be that ruck key forward for the future, which I, I think is now becoming a far more prominent role in the AFL, like far more important role, that ruck key forward. You see a lot of clubs who are really loving to use those sort of twin tower setups, and a lot of clubs are now drafting to get that sort of Ruck forward set up in in the future, which which is quite exciting and makes a player like Calm Coleman Jones a, a real commodity these days. It does. I agree with you a hundred percent. But whether whether or not Richmond let him go, uh, yet to be seen. And Daniel Talia could be forced into retirement uh, on account of wow, the, word, the words are that his wife has a really well paying job in South Australia, 
So unless he could get something at Port Adelaide, oh my goodness, it's unlikely that they're willing to move. Um, still no uh, word yet on if Tyson Goldsack will be hanging up the boots. So could be going around again. Could be maybe back to Collingwood. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who knows? Tyson Goldsack for Scott Pendlebury. Nah, I wouldn't have thought so. Mason Cox. There was a, I wouldn't say a rumor, but yeah, I, I yeah. just read. Something that said Fremantle need a key forward. Why not a Mason Cox? I did see the rumour. Now, look, if you were going to come anywhere, I'd love it to be to the Dockers or somewhere in Perth because, gee, he'd be nearby. Adam Cox again. Oh, he's getting better. Oh, he's, he's getting, getting better, better and better. Do you yeah. know what yesterday was? What was it? It was Mason Cox Day. Was the it? three years to the day that he went berserk in the prelim. Okay. So Mason Cox Day uh, every year on the 21st of September. I see. That's exciting. Um, but that, that sort of makes you think they do need a key forward. You know, are they going to go to the draft with a Van Ruin um, if he's still there? But if this whole trade option is up with Melbourne, do they go for a Wiedemann? Maybe. I, I'm still – the verdict's still out on Wiedemann. Yeah. I just don't know. Would you would you try and get, you know, a first-rounder and Wiedemann for maybe a second-rounder? Potentially. as well, Or a third-rounder in Chera. Maybe. You know, it's it's tough to say. Well, two two first rounders this year, next year, Wiedemann, Chera, a second rounder, maybe a third rounder for some points. I don't know. Throw some things in there. It's you know, there's options there, but I think Wiedemann could be one that they could look at, but Jackson is naturally the one they want, but there's no way Melbourne oh, would let yeah. him go if he doesn't say anything. What about so in terms of Mason Cox, yep. just heart to heart with me, do you think someone will pick him up? Honestly. No. Because you look at the clubs that need a key forward, most of them need, you know, time as well as a key forward. Yeah. Like Frio. You know, they've got a very young list, so they need time for that list to develop. You're getting so, two, two, maybe three years out of Mason. Yeah. you, Yeah, you, you're lucky if you're getting two years out of Mason at this stage. So probably not the right fit. What other clubs really need a, a key forward now? You know, none that are really going for a premiership team. Could he, could he maybe go somewhere and play as a rock? Maybe, but what club needs a ruck like Mason? You feel like they've got better ruck options. I mm. think I think it may be just the end of the journey, Matthew. Uh, any trade news you wanted to bring up? Uh, not off the top of my head. There was that you've basically covered everything that I know of. Yeah. Um, what in terms of uh, Nathan Kruger? Do you know, know much more about him than I do? Nothing. Yeah, fair. I was I was like, oh, that bloke's still on a list. Yeah, and, I, and then I saw, oh, he played two games. Cool. Yeah, I was surprised when you said that. <laughs> yeah, I was like. Okay. Yeah, apparently played down back for them. Was that this year? I think I I think I recall seeing his yeah, day. I believe it was the see. last two games of the season he played. There you go. But Collingwood allegedly seen him as a forward. Apparently he's a swing man. Yep. Um, why not just draft some key forwards in? Oh, I guess their draft's ruined this year. We do have Liam McMahon. You do. Which is, you know, up up number thirty five of the night's Liam McMahon. What's um what's Liam McMahon's height, roughly? I'd say mid one nineties. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I like. That. I'd say it'd be those mid one nineties. He's, he's nothing huge, huge. He needs to get built up a little bit. Yeah, um, and as I said, he wasn't happy with his season this year, but um, hopefully next year he produces the goods and gets that uh, eight year deal. That I know. Fingers crossed. That I know him and Collingwood are in talks with. I'm not allowed. Really? To, I'm not allowed to say it. Wow. Um, but Collingwood said, "Look, if you give us the goods next year, it's looking like an eight year deal with." 950k for the first year with the opportunity to go up, but that gets negotiated year upon year. 
Huge if true. If true, yes. Um, grand final, Matthew. Yes. Weirdly enough, that's on. Uh, <laughs> now, a few things before we discuss the game. Uh, the pre-finals week bye, it's yep. done now. How do you feel about it? Um, I didn't mind it. Yeah, neither. I didn't mind it. Uh, look, obviously this isn't something they could have done at the time. Upon reflection, if they knew it was going to happen, gee, wouldn't that Saturday have been a good place for the Waffle Grand Final? Yeah. I think you could have got a big crowd at Optus. Yeah, I think in future you could plan it a lot better where you could have the Brownlow on the, on the Saturday night. Come yeah. on. Friday give, or Saturday. Give us a Saturday. Yeah, Friday. Oh, Friday night Brownlow for sure. Friday night Brownlow, Saturday Waffle Grand Final. Yeah, Waffle, Sandful. Have those finals then. Like your state finals on that Saturday. Huge. Even on the Sunday, some of them, if you absolutely need to. But I, I doubt you would. But yeah, that would be elite. Have the bye. Brownlow on the Friday night. I feel like Friday night's a good fit for the Brownlow. You finish work, come home, get your dinner sorted all. Brownlow's on. Hmm. Let's go. I would, yeah, that like that'd be real good. You'd be with the mates. Yeah. You got nothing on the next day. Yeah, you get a bit funky. Yeah, then, I feel like that's the only way to enjoy the brown light yeah. if you're a little bit intoxicated. Because I was, I was dead sober because it was a Sunday night, and yeah. the whole time I was just thinking, <sighs> gotta go home, get to bed, get to sleep. Sunday night, I t- I feel like is almost worse than the regular Monday night. Yeah, because. I don't know what it is about Sunday nights, but you just you you're dreading with anticipation. It's not a night for things. No, I hate doing things on Sunday nights. Yeah, it's yuck. It's like whoa. It's like even if you're not working on the Monday, it's still just yuck. Yeah, it's just like it doesn't work. Yeah, unless it was a cheeky Sunday sesh back in the day. Yeah, back in prime time. Obh, here we come, mate. Imagine Brownlow. Imagine Brownlow night then straight to the Ob. Back when Ob was in prime time. Back when she was good. Well. Big weekend, Monday, public holiday in Perth. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure there's other things on, which we can discuss personally. Yeah. Um, but yes, that pre-finals week by, I'm for it. If, as you said, they plan it better. So you you reckon get rid of the pre-actual finals week by, yeah. go pre-grand final by. Yeah, and that way it also rewards the you know the top four teams more with that week off potential and then the two teams that make the grand final more with that extra week off. I also like it. Because if a person gets concussed in the prelim, yeah, they have they the can get back. Yeah, which is you know in, any injuries they have that extra week yeah. there. Uh, yeah, I do enjoy it. And then yeah, Brownlow on the Friday night, and have you know your your domestic finals on the Saturday. The only thing I get a little bit worried about, which I don't think is a bigger as big of an issue as some people make out, it is the if the top four team wins their qualifying, and then their prelim, they're playing a l- not much footy in a lengthier period of time, which yeah. I don't think really matters. Some people are like, oh, this is going to be underdone. I'm like, well, they're not. Yeah. They'll be okay. I don't think it affects team as much as people yeah. think. Like, they'll have time where they can do intra-clubs and exactly. you know, get players in for stuff. I I don't think it affects teams as much as people think. Um, and I also feel like now, you know, this week it's the grand final, then next week it's the Waffle grand final. I feel like everyone's just sort of going to be a bit over footy. Exactly. It's like once the AFL finishes, as good as Waffle is, as good as Sandful is, yeah. I think Sandful finals also next week. It's like the second the second it's finished, you're like, all right, well, footy's done. Yeah. You know, for a lot of people, cricket time now. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's like footy's done. That's it. I don't have to think. The, yeah. trade, the trade window. Trade time. Yep. I don't care about Waffle at that stage. Yeah. Like, I still do, but I feel like the general... What do you feel... How do you feel about a Saturday Arvo Waffle Grand Final? 
Yeah. I'm for it. I, I originally, I heard it was going to be Saturday night, which isn't nah. happening out at 3 o'clock. Just, usually it's always been a Sunday traditionally, so interesting that they've gone to the Saturday. It was a Saturday last year. Was it? Yeah. Because I remember going out after. Okay, well, two years in a row then, but I mean, b- before oh, actually, that. No, it was a Sunday. Yeah, they've always traditionally been on Sundays. Yeah, because I went out to OBH. Ah, oh, yes, before oh, yeah. the old workeroo. Yes. Um, yeah, before the full-time job. Um, but no, yeah, I feel like Saturdays should be where it is. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind. I don't know why way. you would have a grand final on a Sunday. Yeah, I don't know. That just sounds horrible. Sounds like a horrible idea. I don't know why we ever accepted that. Uh, the grand final entertainment. Um, mm. Now, first, I'll talk about the grand final sprint. Isn't that exciting? No. Okay. <laughs> um, well, geez, if that didn't excite you, <laughs> I sure know what will. I'm going to say some names and just uh. tell me if you know them or not. Abby May. What? Eskimo Joe. Yeah, I know of them. Name two of their songs. Oh, God. And this isn't a throne. Just name two of their songs. Um, oh. Is Blackfinger and Nails Red Wine one Mate, of Mate, don't know. Don't care. <laughs> Eskimo. Cool. Thanks, man. Uh, Stella Donnelly. Heard of her. Couldn't name a song. Exactly. Uh, John Butler. I, I don't know if that's of the John Butler trio. Yeah, I've heard there. of the trio. It's just John Butler. Okay. Where's the trio? <laughs> I don't know. Where's the rest of them? Is it three John Butlers? Is it just one? <laughs> Vicky Thorne and Donna Simpson. Oh, huge. Yep. Um, Gina Williams and Guy Gauss. Who? <laughs> they sound like chefs. Uh, Baker Boy. I've heard of him. Yep. Couldn't name a song. Yep. Exactly. I uh, don't know what kind of music he has. Uh, it's a lot of rap sort of stuff. Is it? Australian hip hop. Oh. <laughs> God, <laughs> so you just got like chilling it or shadow. One of those ones always rap about. Or wind. um, who's your mate, Matt? Matt Lit. Matt Lit. Shout out to Matt Lit. He actually does the music for the Road to the Draft series. Huge. So um, absolutely huge. And then Mike Brady, classic yeah, on the screen. Yep, just up there, Kazali. Yep. Bang, we're done. I know of Mike. Yep. Just call it a day. Yep. That's all we needed. And then Birds of Tokyo. Which I know of Birds of Tokyo, and I don't mind the call to play them. I just would have liked to see someone else just because they've done it before. Yeah. But at least they're a well-known name. I can name, you know, two or three of their songs. You'd imagine Tame Impala was unavailable. I believe they were. I think I think they were unavailable from yeah. what I heard. They should have just asked Pond, uh, the band that does the music live with Tame Impala, and then just said, yeah, we, we actually don't need Kevin. You guys just do your thing. The rumour, Sasha Baron Cohen performing yep. as Freddie pre-game. Mercury. That would be huge. Everyone, but everyone's like, oh, can you just do Borat, man? Like, yeah. What a what a, what a a huge week, or a huge two weeks in Perth it's been. First we get the grand final, and now Sasha Baron Cohen moves here. Oh, huge. It's it's the biggest fortnight to live in Perth And ever. also, um, shout out to my boy, DJ Ben Renner. Hopefully uh, they're DJing again. He was at the Brownlow. No, he wasn't. He got a photo with Ollie Wines. <laughs> Yeah. He is going places. I don't know how that happened. This bloke, Ben Renner is a DJ who we constantly would get to play Tim O'Matic songs for us wherever we saw him. I've got serious money. We'll see him out this weekend. Yeah, and we would always just say, Ben, play Tim O'Matic. And he'd, go, okay. he'd shake his head reluctantly and you know suggest, why did we ask for this every time it happened? But when he played it, he'd look at us and go, yeah. yeah. Every time he'd go, yeah, boys, this was the right decision. Get Ben Renner out there. Oh. Why is he not a part of the... Pre- he yeah, might so. be. He was at the prelim. Yeah. yeah. Doing a bit of DJ work. So, jeez. Oh, wow. That would be exciting. And oh. hopefully some Tim O'Matic does come on. But overall, I'd say that's an ex- 
I understand they've had to go West Australian, but God, that isn't like mm. they they want to get they want to give some uh, publicity and they're they're getting people from all different genres of music. You know, some that we wouldn't know about. Yeah. Which fair enough. You know, we we say. Abby May, who's that? You know, Vicky Thorne and Donna Simpson, who's that? I'm they sure, could be very good. They could be. I'm sure they have their fans. I'm sure I wouldn't probably be a fan of their music, which is quite early of me to say, but um, I'm sure there are their fans, and it's catering to all kinds of audiences, except people who like good music. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, oh, my God. Now, the time slot. Um, <coughs> this is just the, the other mm. thing I want to talk about. I hate it. I despise of it. Like, okay, I can see why they're doing it, but I swear to God, if it stays next year as a nighttime grand final at the G, I'll hurt someone. It's like it's like if you woke up on Christmas Day and mum and dad said, whoa, 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 whoa. We're not the, the family's coming over for dinner. We'll open presents then. <laughs> it's like, you know, cool, great. This is still Christmas Day. It's still like we're still going to get all our presents, but it's like... I want them now. I, like, I'm up. I want them now. And it's like the presence is like the the pre-shows, you know, it, it's like, you know, those warm-up shows where it's like, you know, all the commentators just talking about random stuff. I love watching that at 10 a.m. I love waking up I at like love, 9.30, 10 a.m. I love getting up at 7 a.m., turning on, and they're already doing pre-grand pre yeah. final yeah. rubbish, and I'm like, this is so hot. Yeah, it's like, because that can keep me anticipating. How are they going to do that from when I wake up till 5 p.m.? Exactly. What am I going to have to watch? MASH? <laughs> <laughs> am I going to wake up on... Wake oh, cool. Up? Eagle Vision's on. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Matt Prittis and Mark Crow. And Mark Crow's walking his cat on a leash. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? <laughs> My word. That was the... Jeez, that was Eagle Vision. Rubbish. That was the strangest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> I'll give credit that they tried. They certainly did, and they stuck with it for way too long. Um, the the uh, other thing is, it's like, I know that they're doing it later to cater for Victorian audiences or whatever. Like, play it here at midday. We don't care. Yeah. Do it at midday. Give them, give it to them at two. I feel like it doesn't actually matter though, catering to anyone. Yeah. They're going to watch it. It could it, be, a, it could be at 1030 in the morning. Yeah. It's literally a grand final. We're going to watch it whenever. Everyone likes the lunchtime one. Like before... Any discussions about the nighttime grand final? There was no complaints. Everyone enjoyed it. At, you know, that 2.30 time slot, Vic time, 12.30 for us. Everyone enjoyed it. Everyone was happy. Everyone thought, this is a grand final. This is great. It's only now that you're introducing night games that there's division. People are getting confused. Yep. Some people are like, I like it. Some people are like, I don't. Take, some people take, take the option away from us. Some people are literally going, I didn't like it, but am I meant to now? Yeah. Like, they don't know. AFL fans aren't smart. We aren't. Smart, smart fans of sports watch smarter sports like chess. Chess. Or like, you know, I don't know, cricket. I feel like there's some smart... Oh, there's dumb people that watch that as well. <laughs> um, but I feel like footy fans are... Like, there's some stupid footy fans. Of course. And they're always in the Facebook comment sections of things. Don't give them choice. They aren't smart enough <laughs> to have choices. Oh, but mate... We'll get the light show. The light show. The light show. I actually, I'm sticking around just for that. Like really? once the game finishes, I hope like Birds of Tokyo is playing, <laughs> but they just zoom the camera on the light show <laughs> that's going on, and then hard cut to Mash. 
Because I was so excited. I was so excited to see where we left do, off this morning. I couldn't tell you that. I just remember that being on like, was it on seven or nine? Seven, or yeah. Just it was like whenever you saw that was on, you were like, oh wow, what have I done? <laughs> what here? Are, what's happening? <laughs> what's going wrong? And how do I turn this TV off? That's uh, when you'd ask mum if she needed help with the dishes. Oh, God. Oh, mash is on, mum. You want me cooked dinner tonight? <laughs> I'll do literally anything other than this. The, uh, yeah, I just don't like it. It upsets me. And I'm angry about it. All right. Well, Matt, you know, that that is it is an awful thing, the, the nighttime slot. We'll see how it does work. Um, but one thing that isn't very awful now, unfortunately, you weren't here for it, which you made it. Less, less as good as it could have been, I guess, in a horribly worded way to put it. That's but fine. Jake Waterman joined for the third year running uh, for the grand final coverage. Couldn't get him in the studio, unfortunately. He's flat out. Yeah. Um, so I got him over the phone, had a little chat with him about his season, uh, about West Coast season, and about the grand final coming up. So here's that. Now, Jakey. This is this is you know the third time in as many years, three years running, that you're helping us assess the grand final. We're both missing our best friend Sebastian Clark, and unfortunately, you couldn't make it in the studio this year. But how are you feeling? You excited to be back? Yeah, mate, it's um it's good to be back third time. So I'm feeling like I'm heading to prestigious waters on this on this channel. Okay, you you obviously are one of our, our most esteemed and most you know high up on the honour roll guests. You've got a, uh, I'd say you've maybe missed out on the uh, all time record appearances now, but you'd still be up there. So you've got a few appearances to go yet in you, I'd imagine. Yeah, we'll get them done. We'll get them done. All right, now before we get into anything about uh, the footy side of it, uh, you're off season. You know the season's done. Season's wrapped up. What are you looking forward to away from all the all the hard work and training you're going to do? You got anything excited planned for this off season? Um, yeah, I've got a few things planned with the boys. We've got a couple of trips sorted and we've got a wedding down south. So, um, yeah, it's just good to um, not so much let the hair, hair down, just sort of do my own thing and have a bit of time away from footy to sort of mentally refresh. So, looking forward to it. Okay, now you say uh, let the hair down there. Um, I'm going to take that in a literal sense. Uh, the mullet. Last time we got you on, you had started getting a little thing growing and you've had it sort of on and off. Where are we at in terms of the mullet? Is it still there? Is it longer? Are we going to see it, you know, get get its time in the sunlight soon? Um, yeah, I got rid of it sort of um, middle to later stages of the year. Um, I actually did it myself. I tried to shave it off, but um, misjudged the length and, and it was a bit too sh- too short, so I look like a bit of a deal for a little bit, but um, she's slowly making her way back, so um, by the time pre-season starts, she, she should be flying pretty nicely. And do we think that maybe next year, th- there's obviously been some great mullets at the Eagles in recent time, I'd say Connor West probably has maybe the best one now, do you think that come next season you'll be competing for the top mullet at the club? Nah, he's his next level, it's just, it, it's such a good setup he's got running, so um, my, mine was just there for a laugh, and Ended up growing on me, so um, yeah, I, I, I can't really compete with Westies at the moment. No way. Maybe Duggo's if Duggo's coming back. So I'll be, I'm sitting third or fourth, I reckon. All right. Well, top five still a good finish. Now, um, we'll take a look at the granny in due time, but I want to have a bit about a bit of a chat about you, your season in 2021. Uh, you come into this season naturally, you're trying to lock down a spot in that starting side, and the club's trying to bounce back off of a nail-biting elimination final loss last year. What did you do in the off-season to go and improve your footy? And looking back now, in hindsight, is there anything you would or maybe wouldn't have done, given the chance? Um, last year, I actually had a really strong off-season. Um, I was fitting around to go. And then sort of in the 
in the lead up weeks, so I was going back to pre-season. Now, I started feeling a bit of back soreness and sort of kept um, kept heading into the worst. And by the time we were back, I had to uh, get on ice for a few weeks. So I just undid all my work uh, did over the off-season and um, was a fair bit behind the eight ball heading into pre-season at the start of the year. So um, my probably lack of pre-season continuity um, showed in my consistency in games throughout the year. So um, disappointing year for myself and, and all the boys. but. Um, Hopefully, looking back in a few years' time, we'll look at that year and um, hopefully it's a wonderful fork in the road that led us into the right direction. All right. Now, you've played a couple of different positions over the last couple of years. Uh, you know, I don't sort of want the cliche of I'll play wherever the team needs me. What position do you think and you see as your best position in the future? And what do you think you need to do to lock it down as your own? Um, oh, obviously, I, I, I prefer to play off forward um, any spot. You know, forward line, I'll, I'll tell you both hands, but um, I've just got to keep working my all-around game. I've got to be fit. I just, just wasn't fit enough last year due to the injury during the off-season, the pre-season. That sort of hand from me, but um, to me, fitness is the key and being able to do the things my mind wants me to do out the footy field. So, um, fingers crossed, I stay injury-free and you put yourself in the best position to sort of attack next year. All right. Now, you mentioned uh, earlier that you maybe weren't as consistent as you would have liked. Looking back at this season, sort of just personally, not really regarding the team just yet, how do you feel about the season that you've just had and what do you want to get out of this upcoming off-season? Um, yeah, I mean, this year I, I played some good games um, and I played some really bad ones. So for me, it's just the consistency between my best and my worst. That was just far too apart. And um, yeah, I found myself losing my spot in the team um, in some pretty um, important stages of the year. So let myself down in that department and um, I think this year heading into it, um, just getting more clarity on my role that I'm playing and, and sort of leading to not being as inconsistent as I was the previous year. Hopefully it does work out that way. Now, looking at the team, it, it's been quite a, I'd, I'd say, a disappointing season for the side. Um, you obviously have high aspirations at West Coast. It's been a very topsy-turvy season that did unfortunately end with the boys just missing out on finals footy. What has that feeling been within the club throughout the season, especially having missed out on finals footy for the first time in many years? Um, yeah, it's a different one. Um, obviously, West Coast is such a successful club and um, we, we make finals most years and have in the recent years. So, um, yeah, sort of just sitting back and watching other finals play out and you're, you're at home on your couch or, or whatnot, it, just, it is a different feeling. And, um, yeah, we're all, we're all super disappointed. Oh, the fans are as well. And, Rightly so, but um, yeah, I mean we can we can sort of look back at this season and sort of take a lot of positives from it and a lot of learning. So hopefully um, we can use those to, to make us a better team in the future. Okay, now the, the side within the waffle, um, obviously at the start of the season it was not even close to the performances that would have been desired, but the team did eventually get some wins. But there has been a lot of criticism over West Coast Waffle side and whether or not it really works the same way Frio does with Peel. What are your thoughts on that whole waffle setup? Do you think it's something where the club needs to be aligned with another club, or do you think it's just giving the giving the waffle side time to sort of get together and blend well? Um, I'm a massive fan of the Waffle Eagles. I think um, in '19 we had some really good success. Obviously, um, without COVID, um, we were able to to get some numbers playing for the Waffle Boys, and um, we had some really good senior Waffle players already listed. So, obviously, with COVID this year, um, we've had to leave the state. Um, a couple of times we've had to quarantine so that doesn't help the, the boys are not playing ones to get back and play a bit of two footy so 
Um, I mean, the, the spirit and energy is always there every week, but uh, I guess at the end of the day, it's all about how many AFL listed boys you can get playing for the waffle team. So, um, I mean, I'm a massive fan for it, and I hope, hope it continues because um, some of the connections we've made throughout the last couple of years have been really good for footy club. Okay, and one moment I want to harp back on, especially from this season, when West Coast did play Essendon, um, and you did come up against your brother Alec. How crazy was that? You know, you look back thinking of when you were probably just, you know, brothers out in the yard having a kick and now looking at you both playing against each other in the AFL. Obviously, this season wasn't what you wanted, but where would you say that moment sort of ranks amongst your footy career? Oh, that was, yeah, that was pretty hectic. Um, I still remember the lead-up to that year. I, I mean, lead-up to that game, I, I played pretty poorly the game before and I knew there was a couple of boys coming back, so um, I knew I was a good chance to lose my spot. Um, and there was a lot of um, media hype leading up to it, and I knew that I was going to lose my spot. I just had that that weird feeling, and ended up doing so. And obviously, Alec played, but I was lucky enough to get the medi sub. And I think Timmy Kelly came off early with a knee, so I got my chance and um, ended up going all right. And um, yeah, it was it was a unique feeling playing on the same field as him. I didn't bump into him too much, but um, when they were getting on top, he, he definitely had a little bit to say, which was. At the time, frustrating, but looking looking back on it now, it was, it was funny and, and it was really special. All right. Now, uh, looking at the club again, uh, there's been a lot of criticism and a lot of scrutiny uh, within the media mainly over West Coast's ageing list. Do you think the club is going to keep having a crack at the flag until it's sort of at the point where you're forced to a rebuild? Will there be maybe more of a focus in upcoming season on youth and, you know, put that push at the flag a few years back? Or do you think it's going to be a matter of trying to find the perfect balance of both of those? Um, yeah, I, I think we're, we've got the list to, to play finals, definitely, and, and sort of go into day deep into September. I think that's why everyone was a bit frustrated with how it went this year, not making finals. But um, yeah, we're, we're super confident within the four walls that we've, we've got the list to, to really push for some September success. So um, yeah, of course, we're going to be um, vying for final spots, and um, the ultimate goal is to win a flag. So a few of the boys that missed out in 18 are pretty keen to go again, and so is everyone else. Do you think there's anything specifically that the club does need to focus on in this off-season? There's a lot of talk about maybe depth in certain positions. Do you think that you know adding some class in certain positions is a necessity, or do you think maybe this season was sort of just a bit of an off-season and it's about backing in the boys for next year? Um, I'm sure that the club will obviously look at um, strengthening the squad as best they can. Um, I know personally, I just like to focus on myself and um, what I can do to the best help the team win, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're ready to go, mate. I, like I said before, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but um, you know, we, we've got the list to, to go far and um, hopefully look back on this, this year as, as a learning curve. All right. Well, we'll take a look at the grand final. Hopefully next year we're, we're talking about the Eagles, but unfortunately this year we aren't. We are talking about the Demons and the Dogs. Firstly, what are your plans for the grand final? Did you manage to snag a few tickets? What have you got going on? Yeah, mate, I'm going to go along. Um, I've got a few of the Eagles boys running in the halftime sprint, so um, that'll be absolute comedy. So I'm, I'm going to watch that, definitely. But I reckon the game's going to be an absolute cracker. And, um, yeah, I'm still weighing up who I think is going to win. All right. Now, I have to ask just out of interest, as an AFL player, do you, do you get sort of priority tickets within... Um, you know, there's obviously those priority tickets that sell before other tickets. Do you do you get a chance on one of those? Were you straight to the general public tickets, hoping you're in the first ten thousand? Uh, no, I think I think every player um, over the country gets allocated at least one ticket, so um, to make sure we can get as many there as possible. So 
um, yeah, I was lucky this year to, to make sure I got one. And, yeah, we'll head, we'll head in there and have a cracker. All right. Were you upset at all not to get uh, the invite to the to the halftime sprint? Or were you invited and declined the sprint? <laughs> oh, mate. Um, I mean, someone's going to come last. So I'll put my hand up and top that. But, um, no, I think a couple of your close mates, Josie Roth and uh, Tommy Cole, Jack Petrucelli, are, are running in it. So, um, yeah, it'll be funny, mate. And who do you think's taking that out? Obviously, the most important part of the day. Who do you think is taking out the halftime sprint? Oh, mate, I reckon Hogan Pets could probably do it on one leg. Um, I don't, Liam Ryan's probably one of the fastest I've seen, but I don't know if he's um, been doing too much physical activity over the last few weeks. So I don't know what type of shape he'll rock up in, but uh, my money's on Jack Petricelli and uh, um, Joshy Rothman reckons he's a fair chance as well. So if any of those boys win, it'll be pretty funny and uh, I'll be happy for him. Do you give any of the Frio boys even a sniff of a chance? Uh, yeah, Liam Henry's um, rapid. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if he won, but uh, I'll be going for the Diego boys, that's sure. All right. Now, we'll take a look at these two sides. Firstly, we'll have a look at the Demons. Um, you actually haven't played them since 2019, but you'd still obviously know a fair bit about the side and get an insight into Simo's plans to take on the Ds. Where do you think their strengths are, and what, who do you think it's most important for the Dogs to put their attention to? Um, well, I just don't. I just don't think they have a weakness. Um, they're strong all over the park. Um, their midfielders get clearances, get the ball, ball into their forward line. They got dangerous forwards, and when the opposition get get the ball into their D fifty, they've got blokes like May and, and Lever and, and Petty that are intercepting and, and getting the ball moving going the other way. So, um, I, re- I reckon there'll be a fair bit of um, interest going into the guys like Stephen May and Jake Lever. Okay, now as far as the dogs goes, you, you you would have a bit of knowledge about this. You've actually kicked seven goals in four games against the side in your career, so clearly you know how to get it done against them. Uh, you came up against them in round fifteen this season after you saw the narrow loss at the start of the season. What do you think their best strengths are, and who must the D's look to shut down this game? Oh yeah, that that, that was a grim day for Footy Club. That one, <laughs> um, they absolutely they pants us and um, bombed them sensational that day. There were so many of them that. That played well, but um, there'll be a lot of uh, the D's are putting work into guys like Bond, Bailey Smith, Jack and Craig to try and negate their influence. But um, you got guys like Liver in there as well that um, sort of fly under the radar but still have a massive impact on the game. So um, I, I think I'm going to go for the doggies. Okay, now. This game, there's obviously so much going on. There's the key defenders for Melbourne, are, you know, two of the best in the league, as well as some of the other squad players. That midfield battle is huge. Where do you see this game being won and lost? Where do you think the most important players will be this game? Oh, I think it's in the guts. I think that's where it's won and lost. Uh, clearances are just so crucial. Um, both teams have got really dangerous forward lines. and um, When the ball's coming in, um, time after time from clearances, it's so fun to play. As a forward, you just keep getting supply and opportunities to score goals. So, um, yeah, I reckon the clearance battle is going to be, be a massive um, impact in the game and probably one that, that determines the win. All right. Now, you did say uh, you were backing in the Dogs to win. Who do you think's backing in for Norm Smith? Who do you think's getting it? Um, well, um, I think Bailey Smith's probably been the player of the finals so far, um, but I don't know, I just can't see him having another good game like he has been. Um, Melbourne, we're putting a fair bit of work into him. Um, hopefully Liver, mate. I'm all aboard Liver. Uh, he's such a fighter and such an important part of their team. So um, hopefully the North Smith goes to Liver, but don't be surprised if Font's up there at the end, mate. He's a superstar. 
All right. Well, that's our expert opinion. Uh, dogs to win and deliver to get the Norm Smith. Jake, it's been great to have you on for a third year running. Hopefully next year we can uh, we can talk about the Eagles finally and um, it, hopefully it all goes well for you next year. Hopefully we're over the phone again because you've got a grand final in Melbourne to prepare for. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me. Now, a massive thank you to Jake for joining as per usual. Um, he, he never lets us down, young Jake, and you still haven't got that opportunity um, to, to get into him. Mm-hmm. But um, hopefully next grand final, um, you're not busy with cricket training. Hopefully not. I've got to help the youths, you know, the, the, the keeping them off the street. The youth, the, youth, the Beckenham, keeping them out of the street and in the nets. Um, now let's have a look yep. at this grand final, um, the teams. We'll, we'll sort of have, have a little dissection of the teams. Uh, we'll look at Melbourne's backs and the dogs forwards. Now you look at the tolls. What's going on there, Matthew? Uh, the tolls, not the rucks. I'm just no, we'll, go, we'll look at the tolls. Melbourne's tolls, tolls backs versus forwards. Okay, what are we so, looking at here? Uh, we've got a little slice of... I've lost it. Okay, would you want me to go through it? No, no, it's okay. Uh, so you wanted the Melbourne Tolls. Yeah, yeah, the tall backs. The tall the tall backs. Oh, yes, I found I'm, yep. I'm blind. Hibbert, Smith, May, Lever, and Petty. Yeah, so you'd assume one of Hibbert or Smith will be playing. Naturally, not both of them. Yeah. Smith is fit, um, but Hibbert played well. What do you reckon happens there? I think Smith should come in. Yeah, okay. You know, Hibbert sort of came in for him. Smith's fit again. Smith's played well. The old season that he's played. Who was Melbourne's sub last in the prelim? Do we know? Was it James Jordan? I think you're correct. Do you reckon Hibbert could play that role? I don't see why he'd have a key defender yeah. play that role. Um, but then as far as the Bulldogs told you, have sort of Shacky English Norton. I feel like Shacky's on for a big one. Yeah, he is. I'm getting, I'm getting Tom Boyd vibes. Oh, he played a great role on Aaliyah. Yeah. Like that sort of, like Jaron Geary played it a bit on like, Jake Lloyd and players like that, where he was sort of that lockdown forward. Which he just Shaq got in his way. Played. Yeah, like he, he stopped the most dangerous defender, which I really liked. Because you feel like that's never enough of a focus from teams. Like teams never try to sort of stop the stop the the attacks from the back line. Yeah. They go, if we shut it down in the midfield, we should be right. Yeah. It's like if you stop it where it starts, where I'd say most of them would come from the back line. Of course. Uh, but yeah, Shaq, played a great role. Um, it's a bit interesting, you know, like Bulldogs toll situation that they have a very a much smaller forward line uh, than than Melbourne's back line. Yeah. Um. So what happens with those keys? Petty can obviously play. He can play on those sort of mid-sized forwards. So can Hibbert or Smith. Petty's had an underrated year. Petty was when May went out. Petty really stood up. Yeah. Uh, and that was very impressive. Um. Who Who do you reckon wins that battle? Norton. You'd say May goes to Norton. Although Petty could as well. Yeah. Um, but you'd say May's probably your best bet to Norton and then Shaki, Shaki on Lever. I think I think Shaki and Norton are gonna have big ones. Yeah. I, I I'm I'm excited by them. I think they're gonna have big ones. As much as and I don't want to give away who I'm tipping now, but I will say as much as um, you know, I want Melbourne to win, and I'm saying that I think I want Melbourne Twinks they're more of an underdog. Yeah. Um, not for any other reason. I actually didn't realise my jacket is actually red, blue, and that, white. That is very Melbourne-esque. Yes. Um, it's also a little bit dogs-esque, but you'd say the blue is more Melbourne blue. Yeah, definitely. Um, but whenever I, in my head, I picture full full stadium, you know, grand final, kicks going up between May and Norton, 
I just imagine Norton absolutely wiping the floor with May every time. <laughs> Norton's taking his eighth contested yeah. grab. It's like I just I just can't picture mate for some reason. Yeah. I'm, I like I'm like yeah, Melbourne should win this. I want them to win it, but I'm like something in my head's just telling me Norton's going to run right mm. on May. Um, but it'll be a very interesting matchup. It and you reckon be. the dogs will take that one out? Yeah, I'm I'm backing them. All right. Now, one that I quite like, the sort of medium, small forwards and the defenders. Now, Melbourne, they've got Jake Bowie, Trent Rivers and Christian Salem, which is, you know, Bowie and Rivers have been sensational young pickups. Yeah. And Bowie and Salem, Salem especially in terms of their rebounding and their ability to start, you know, or to push up the attacks. Jake Lieber gets those intercept marks and gives it off to one of them, or they sort of crumb one that's down low and they can do something from there. Very exciting. And then Bulldogs. How um, well has Bowie come on? Very, very well. Very Caleb Daniel-like yeah. um, in terms of his height. And went you know, around that 20-odd mark. And then for the Dogs, uh, Mitch Hannon, one of Cody Waitman or Latham Vandermeer and Jason Johannesson. There's obviously a lot of other players who will rotate through that forward line, but those are their sort of primary forwards. Yeah. In a sense. Uh, Joe Hannison really hitting form at the right time of the year. I like the move of him up in the half forward line. You just wonder if maybe he's a sneaky chance he, for Norm. Oh, I wouldn't mind it. I if, wouldn't. If he just, he's hit all the form in the right time. He has. But you think as a forward, he, he'd struggle. Mitchie Hannon playing well yeah. is too. Good to have Cody Waitman back. You just wonder if Mitch Wallace a late chance. You do wonder. Um, and you wonder that maybe it won't happen. Uh, but in terms of that sort of back line versus forward line, it's very exciting, all the matchups. Like... Who goes to Waitman? Does does Bowie go to Waitman? Does Rivers go to Waitman? It's a tough one because they're all they're all quite quick players. Like those Bulldogs are uh, forwards, Hannon, Waitman, yeah. and Joe Hannison. And then it's like you know who does who does Petty go to? Petty could go to a, a Waitman, definitely, or a, or a, a Johannesson or a Hannon. You'd say probably maybe a Hannon. Um, Rivers could maybe try and shut one of them down. It's it's a very interesting matchup, and I'm. Very excited to see how it goes. Yeah, I don't know who to tip in that little matchup. Yeah, we'll, we'll look at the uh, midfield now. Uh, you look at the Rucks, Gorn and Jackson versus Martin and English. Yeah. Now, a lot of people I'm hearing are going, oh, you know, the Ruck battle is going to be real important. I don't think it will. No? Gorn had like 60-odd hitouts to, I think it was Sweet Young 17, and the Dogs won last time they played. Yeah. I think it'll be more dependent on what those Ruckmen do around the ground. Gorn, yeah. for... Gorn for someone who is, uh, I would you would expect Blixars to be fitter than Gorn. Yeah. Gorn ran Blixars ragged last yeah. week. Blixars could not keep up with him. Blixars supposed to be like that athletic, exactly. Rock. And yeah, it stood no chance. I think Gorn just thrives off the contest, and like, you don't see that in Martin or English. But I've just got this feeling. I've just got this feeling. I'm not saying you'll beat him, but it's set up that like we're going to get a half time go. Gee, Stefan's really kept here with Gorn. Yeah. I th- I, that's what I feel like we're going to say. I feel like Stefan's going to have a good one. Gorn will probably be slightly better, but I think Stefan will do enough to sort of make it be like... To impress yeah, us. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm interested in that backup ruck battle of Jackson and English. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who could both be primary rucks in their own right and will probably both go to that key forward role at, at many stages throughout the game. And if Gorn is run, running Martin off his feet, I guess you would try English in there as well. So yeah. have to wait and see. Um, as far as the wingers go, what are we looking at? Uh, Langdon, Brasher and Hans for the Demons, uh, for the do- the Dogs, Smith, Hunter and Rourke. Yeah. My boy Rourke. Rourke. Um, and obviously a lot of those players can also rotate uh, through the forward line and through, oh, yeah. through the guts. Um, but you'd say Langdon and Hunter are the two sort of 
standout yeah. wings there. Bailey Smith is obviously sensational, but more, maybe more as an inside mid than a wing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the standout wings there. But yeah, it, it's it's tough to say what's going on on those wings. You, you don't really feel like they don't have much of an effect on the game come the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, it's going to be a tough one. Obviously, Neil Bullen as well there could probably play a bit of wing as well. Yeah. Bit of that wing running half You'd forward. You'd imagine a lot of those sort of mids could. And looking at the mids, gee whiz, Petrarca, Viney, Oliver, Neil Bullen, with obviously other players who can rotate in, Harms can rotate in. I'm sure Brayshaw can rotate in some of the forwards you can. Um, and for the dogs, Bontempelli, McRae, Dunkley, Trelaw, Libba, Libba, Libba. Uh, this will be a good contest. That's uh, huge. The depth of the dogs is insane. But that, yeah. that big three of Petrarca, Viney, Oliver... Is absolutely huge. That's the thing. Maybe more top end class from the demons, but the dogs definitely bat deeper. Yeah. Um. Alex Neil Bullen, he's really impressed me these last he, three, four weeks of, of these, the regular season. A lot season. of these demons have. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Someone like Alex Neil Bullen won an Orm Smith. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. Someone who I, who I like. I'll mention the forwards for the demons, but there's a lot of players who are just coming up out of almost nowhere, um, and it shows how how important getting the draft right is. Uh, I think the D's has really proven that this year. Uh, that midfield battle, geez, who who do you think takes it out? I've I've been leaning towards the dogs just with their depth. Yeah, I think someone from Melbourne who's uh, listed as a winger there who could also go in the midfield. Hardball Harms. Yeah, naturally. he's a he's a goer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's tough. I'm going to go the D's though. Okay, I think the D's win it there. I think their quality is is too good. Um, and it just impresses me so much. Looking at the forwards and the backs now, that tall matchup, Brown, McDonald, Fritch, and Jackson can obviously go forward, taking on one of Cordial Gardner, Keith, and Wood. Yeah. Jeez, huge. Yeah, massive, massive matchup. Um, great story from Tom McDonald. Melbourne didn't yeah. want him end of last year. No other club wanted him, so he stayed. Now he's turned it all around, which is good to see. Collingwood really missed a trick not getting him. Look, I was I was big on the boat. I'm like, get yeah. Tom McDonald, get him. But yeah. no, they didn't want to do it. Didn't go for it. And looking at that medium and smalls now, Pickett, Sparrow, and Spargo. Who's really Spargo is that one I was talking about. Come on in leaps and bounds. Taking on Williams, Dale, Jure, and Daniel. Jure uh, has been sensational. He was great on uh, Charlie Cameron. So you imagine he'll probably take on Pickett. Um, he's probably that one who, if he gets his hands on a lot, is the most dangerous. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, those other players can shut down. I, I'd say maybe Williams to Spargo. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, whoever you want to Sparrow, rotate it accordingly. But, gee whiz, it's exciting. Um, an exciting matchup there. Any Anything stand out to you specifically? Uh, not really. I think it's going to be a very good battle. I'm slightly leaning towards the Demons in their forward line. Yeah. But the Dogs... Their back line has really functioned well since they started finals. Yeah, so. Keith is huge in for them. Cordy and Gardner can both play roles. Wood is sensational as well. Wood can also go to Pickett if need be. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like who takes – maybe Wood to Fritch, Keith to Brown, and one of Cordy or Gardner, whichever makes it to McDonald. It's tough to say. McDonald can often play higher up. He can also go on that wing yep. if need be for the Ds. You know, how, how high are you going to let your defenders go up like a Cordy – Gardner will say, I'd say it's probably Cordy at this rate. How high do you let them go up? Do you try and get them to play deep? It'll be a very interesting battle going on in that forward line, as it will be across the whole ground, and I'm very excited to see how it goes. It, it is exciting times. Now, looking at their two previous matchups this year, 
Uh, round 19, last time they played, Melbourne, 9 goals, 11, Bulldogs, uh, 65, Bulldogs, 13, 7, 85. McRae, Oliver, Bont, Gorn, Neil Bullen, and Libba are the best. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all those big names, and then Neil Bullen as well. Um, so sensational there. The dogs got up. But then before that, Bulldogs, 8, 11, 59, Demons, 13, 9, 87. Fritch, McRae, and Oliver standing out there. One huge notable difference in round 19, Libba had 27 disposals and 19 contested possessions compared to 16 disposals and 8 contested possessions the first time. I swear Which to God. We've been saying a while, Libba is the most... If he gets his hand he, on it, he's dangerous. If you don't tag him but who from goes, the start, Who would you tag him with? Oh, find Harms? someone. Maybe Harms. Yeah, I don't mind Harms. Maybe you just said Neil Bullen, so just go and annoy yeah. him. Just go and pester him. I feel like James Jordan, James maybe Jordan. Just in a big game. Although he'd probably be Medi sub if he does get a gig. Mm. But um, that'll be huge. Um, any anything else before we do our tips? Anything else that excites you, especially about this game? Uh, I think we've basically covered it all. It should be an exciting game. I think it's going to be a belter. All right, now I'm going to get your winner and your Norm Smith medalist. Okay, uh, off the bat. Yep. Uh, now we'll clarify before I give my winner. It, I believe the winner will be an extra time. I've been calling it for two weeks. It will be a draw. Okay. I'm, I've just got this feeling. I'm real confident. I think it's going to be a draw. And in extra time, the dogs will win by four points. Wow. Um, I've been tossing up between Norton and Shaki. I gave someone my tip the other day of Norton. gave someone my tip the other day of Shaki. Going to go Norton. Going to go Norton for the Norm Smith uh, in a big uh, Bulldogs four-point win extra time. I'm going to go the D's. Okay. I think, oh, it's tough. I think if the D's win, it's close. I think if the dogs win, it isn't. Yeah. Um. You know, it's more like a 20-plus margin. You sort of know at some stage. But I think if the D's win, it goes to the wire, which excites me. And I'm going to say a boring one, but Clayton Oliver for Norm Smith. Yeah, fair I think enough. he just stands out. If you want an exciting answer, Charlie Spargo. Oh, I think he funky. does a bit around the grounds. Now, Matthew, the biggest part of this week is the Tab Touch giveaway. $100, $60, and $20 wow. on the line. So I'm about to get into that now. It's time for the Footy Yarns Tab Touch Multi of the Week. Now, not Multi of the Week. Um, but it is it is tab touch time, baby. Um, you know we just aren't high end enough here yeah. to to do all, all that fancy stuff and get a new a, a new intro for these things. <laughs> so so without further ado, I'm just gonna get straight into this. Okay, Matthew. Now there's about twenty names we've entered: a hundred dollars, sixty dollars, twenty dollars. Do they have to tell you what they wanted on as well again? Like um, no, I'll, I'll contact them after the episode. Oh. Huge. First name. For $100 to bet on either the winner or the Norm Smith medalist. Although he'll know before he hears this. Congratulations, Sandon Page. Huge! Sandon Page! Sandon Page is... That's bigger than big. He's been a long-time follower of the yard. He really got into it in the live streams last year, so massive. He's been on Matt Chats. He has, so massive congratulations to him. I'm very happy about that. uh, That's just reward for uh, long-time love for the So he gets $100. To bet on either the winner or the North Smith medalist. Now, oh, geez, it's just repeated the same thing for some reason. Remove it. 
Here we go. This is the moment. For sixty dollars. Sixty smackaroos. Bailey Miller. Do you know him? I don't. Neither do I. Well done, Bales. And for our final recipient. Here we go. It is ex... Oh, oh is it? Wait, wait. It is. It is ex-host of the footy yarn, Tariah Carpenter. Oh, I thought you were going to say Sebastian Clark. I was going to no. say this is a rort. No, I was not letting him um, enter. So there's your three winners. I did have um, the uh, guy who voices that opener. Um, tell me I've entered. Jack Scanlon. Jack Scanlon. Yep. And he said, I'm, I reckon I'm going to win. Oh, I've accidentally spun the wheel again. I wonder who gets it on the on the non-go. <laughs> Sorry, Matt Brock. <laughs> this one didn't count. Sorry, Brocky. So there it is. I will message those three winners. Exciting times. Respectively. Um, quite exciting. It is. To see what they better. And I'll put that up on the story when the time comes. Congratulations to all three of them. Sandin will be absolutely thrilled. Oh, and as he should be. As he should be. Um, potential free money there. Now, you said you wanted to bring up one more thing about the draw before we signed yes. off. Now, we know that if there's a draw in a semi-final, qualifying high, five minutes each way. Yep. Explain this to me. Okay. In the grand final, it's three minutes each way. That's preposterous. That is a, some sort of joke. Yep. Some sort of bullshit. It's like they only want there to be one goal. What? How? What? what? Like, how, how can you do it for all the other finals and be like, for the grand final... We'll make it shorter. Make it longer. Make it 10 minutes yeah. each way. I was just like, play another quarter if you had, I don't care. Yeah. But do you, so then then it's three minutes each way, right? Teams will change end at the end of the three-minute half, but there'll be no break and play with immediately resuming once players are set, right? Uh, if the scores are still tied at the end of the two, two, the two three-minute halves, the process of playing another two three-minute halves will be repeated until the winner is found. That's that, preposterous. That, that's what it says, which I would prefer to what I think is actually... Because I've heard it's golden point yeah. if it's draw after the three minutes each That's way. That's what I thought it was. Which I think is crazy. Golden point. I think that, well, if they knew, allegedly the game just keeps going and some siren goes, or I don't even know, maybe they just keep playing, someone's going to handle through behind in the grand final, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe a golden goal. A like golden goal would be better. Yeah, I feel like point shouldn't count, but goal. So that way if you've got a set shot... It's like scores are level. <laughs> to win it's the like, grand final. It's like a point and it's like, no. Nah. Sorry, bud. Because like, if I had a shot from the boundary, I'd be like, all right, I'm just literally having a shot from behind. Yeah, the like, only flaw in that is what if a team got six behinds or seven exactly. behinds somehow I, and then a team kicked a goal. I would just play another five minutes. Yeah. Because what are the chances that, again, it's a draw? And if it is, you just keep going. Players are just going to keep getting tired. They're going to be just as tired as each other. Oh, it makes I me do mad. like golden goal though. I do like when I don't that mind throws it. up. I, I, I just want the replay back. No, that's preposterous. Just because it worked for you once doesn't mean it will again. Because your team isn't there anymore, Matthew. It's not even. I just think it's unique and different. All right. Well, as far as that goes, that's us. We're done. We're out of here. So, um, the intro will the outro will start. The intro to the out, and that's us. That's us done for the season, ish. Not really. Um, we've got a bit after this. Grand final review, season review, draft prospects galore, trade, draft preview. Thanks oh, for tuning in, team. Sorry, mate. Hope you enjoyed the You're genius out. that just took place. Make sure you're following the footy yarn on Instagram and subscribe on YouTube to keep up with all the latest podcasts and videos. See you next week, and remember, love your footy.